Welcome into the Plank Show. How are you, Josh Helmer? Good morning. I'm doing well, and how are you? I've got got a lot on my mind today, Josh. I was about ready to tweet, not whenever I was driving. I'm getting better at that. But I was about ready to tweet, this is one of the greatest June weather moments in the history of Norman, Oklahoma. And then as soon as I got in the parking lot, it started lightning and thundering all over the place. And I, was I like, better get inside. Well, I guess I guess maybe I might have been a little bit premature on that. Is this expected? Or is this is this a little is it was it raining whenever you got in or was it just thundering and lightning? Just thundering and okay. lightning. Rain had not started yet though. Uh, I'm anticipating that will be that will be here in short order. Oh man. My daughter is supposed to go to swimming I don't want to say party but event today so she's going to be really down if she doesn't get to go and Josh Helmer it's a great day to be me because my 14 year old said dad I want to go hit balls wow I know I'm so happy right now you have no idea what sparked that I I think there's a couple of things I think there's a couple of things I think the the Jocelyn Erickson news. Right. The Jocelyn Erickson news. It really, she knew that it had affected me. So we went to, uh, you know, we went through a situation of what would make dad happy. Well, what if I, what if I told him I wanted to go hit balls with him? No, she's, uh, she's taken to it. She, she's taken to it. Now, she's not taken to it where she goes home and she's in the backyard and she's got, you know, the <laughs> chipping at, the, at a tree or anything like that. But yeah, it's uh, it's been nice. She's also, I think she also realized because we went out on Sunday. I think Emma also realized that just because you have a couple of good swings in practice and you crush a few, doesn't necessarily mean that's going to translate on the course or being consistently good. Like she'll hit two good ones on the driving range. She's like, "Let's go! All right, let's go!" I'm like, "Hold on, you know, you gotta." You got to really gonna, get warm over here. You're going to be miserable. You're, you're taking your dad's approach. I know this approach. I've used this approach for the 40 <laughs> years I've played golf. It doesn't work. Right? Rarely. Well, boom, I had a good drive. Let's go. Let's take this to the course. You better swing some other clubs. Yeah, so I got that going for me. Um, but I'm, I, I, have a, I have a bit of a, of a hot take I want to get to, but I also I want to workshop it with you a little bit. You think we can do that at the bottom of the hour? It just involves – how we react to things in sports and what, and, and, and I'm afraid to even bring this up because as soon as you, it, everything always becomes political, right? Well, it's just cause you know, everyone's woke and, but I just, I feel like I'm seeing something and how nobody seemed to have a problem last night uh, with LSU tiger players pointing to their fingers about the ring. And in a game that was already 16 to what, 14 to two or whatever it was, Dude, I mean, pimps a home run unlike anything I've ever seen. He hit it. He just stood there and watched it. I mean, if that game was any closer, hands should have been thrown, and maybe they should have anyway. Nobody, I, I didn't see anything about it. No one's complaining about it. I didn't see anyone complaining about the dude slam the bat off his line drive base hit that he had. I, I didn't. I didn't notice that last night. Sure did during the College World Series, sure did during the Final Four. But all you bring up any of these types of topics, then it's not about, hey, maybe we just need to chill out whenever we're criticizing what's happening 
in women's basketball and softball with celebration. Maybe we need to understand, all right, there truly is a bit of a double standard here. But then that becomes, well, it's just trying to make things equal. I'm like, no, this isn't a political situation. This is, there is a distinct, in my opinion, right? So I'm workshopping this. There is a distinct difference in how we react to trash talking, showboating, um, showing up, whatever. In, say, college football, college baseball, college basketball than we ever do on the women's side. On the women's side, we are outraged. It's like, how dare they? And I I just, if you can admit it, I feel like we're going somewhere. And I think it's like the guy that wanted to fight with me. I always remember the people we fight with on the text line, Josh. You know that. That wanted to fight with me. It's like, I watched every pitch of the World Series, and they never did that. I'm like, bro. Uh, well, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. Now, I, again, this then this goes back to the nuanced Right. Well, it wasn't a walk or it wasn't this. But I just in general, there was nothing about any of that last night. And I thought, and I liked this LSU team a lot, Josh. They got uh, Ackenhausen, the kid from Owasso. It's a, it's a fun baseball team. But, bro, they danced all over Florida's grave last night. I mean. As they should. And, and, abs- and I, I loved it. I mean, I, I'm watching this and I'm like, I want that to be OU someday. I want that Omaha, I want that to be OU someday in baseball. Because they, I, when they scored six in the top of the second and Florida didn't get any in the bottom half, you're kind of like, oh, this thing's over. And it was a Bayou party. So I'm workshopping it. Maybe we'll revisit it here in a bit. But I just, is that another magnification of that double standard? And do we just accept it and like, eh, this is the way it's going to be? Or or are we making too big of a deal about something that is just water under the bridge that's not really that big of a deal? I, that's where I'm kind of wondering. Is it worth going all in and climbing up on that hill and saying, y'all hate women that talk trash in sports? <laughs> I don't know. But it's there was nothing about the way LSU – acted in any and in fact it was look at the hugs look at the hugs look at that oh man he just loves the game i'm like the dude literally is pointing to his finger right in the face <laughs> of the lsu they're not again it wasn't like right in wait the a second these are not emotionless robots what is going on here but the the i want a continuation at 9 10 on our conversation in the crossover i think travis was there last year right well i mean toby was there who else? I think, did Drake go up for a game? Anyway, my point is, we all witnessed it firsthand last year. Whenever you see a fan base just absolutely take over. now And again, on the softball side, we see it every year. We see it every time Oklahoma makes that run to the World Series. And it's awesome, right? It's awesome to be a part of. So imagine you're hundreds of miles from home and you're able to take over a place like, L- I mean, the LSU chance last night, Josh Helmer. Like Ole Miss did the year before. Like Mississippi State did the year before that. Vandy crowd's okay, but the whole Whistler guy ruins it for all of us. Vandy the year before that. I mean, we could go on and on, but could this fan base could do that, right? Sure. Sure they could. Absolutely it could. So what's it going to take? <laughs> a, I mean, because they were there last year and it didn't happen. If we're putting together the uh, – who is the guy that leaves his ringer on during the show? 
That would be me. This guy. Radio veteran, Christopher Plank. Jeez, Louise. Sorry, Drake. Um, Forgot where. Oh, we're talking about the crowd. Is it going to take consistently getting there? Is it going to take getting to the SEC and saying, oh, we, we've got to match that? That will help. Okay, so if we're putting I together think. the Plank and Josh checklist for, all right, what, what do we need to do as a baseball program to get to the point that we know Skip can take him there, and we know that that crew, Ryan Gaines, everyone involved over there, freaking rock stars, right? They're, OU is going to be back. Now, on our side, what do we have to do as fans to make sure that that is consistent, right? Is it, is it just the passion, number one, of the SEC coming in and knowing you got to match it? That's on the checklist. Competitive juices, smack talk, I think mm-hmm. it's going to register okay. with Oklahoma fans. They the 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 pride for OU, no pun intended, but mm-hmm. they don't want to be embarrassed, I don't think. And other SEC fan bases will look at Oklahoma and, and try to embarrass OU a little bit. Sure. Oh, absolutely they will. And will have reason to do so, right? So I always write like the SEC-ization, but I just feel like that's been used way too much. So number one would just be, hey. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. It Also on that list would be, just from a fan's perspective, getting more involved, more people more involved early in the season. I, I don't have many friends in this world, Josh, outside of you, <laughs> the people that work here, and the, the ones my wife allows. But... Uh, I, had a, I had a buddy of mine, I've mentioned a couple, Trevor Anderson, who said, man, we went out on the berm a couple times in baseball, took the boys, it was awesome. And, and getting that juice going earlier in the season, oh, I had one, and this is one where maybe you also look and point and say, well, that's more of, a, that's more of an X and O, that's more of an on-the-field problem. But I do think it will matter to get re, a, a regional here. Yes. And to have that path to Omaha go through Norman, right? Absolutely. That that was on my checklist too. Hosting regionals and super regionals and doing it on a regular basis, which if you want to put that all under the umbrella of consistently winning, then then sure. Number three, jello shots. No, I'm kidding. Um, Rocco's. So, Rocco's. So, again, the question is, what is it going to consistently take for it? For a, I kept, I said from a fan base, like, it's like all right, guys, here's what we got to do. <laughs> we got to pan our faces. But just for that recipe, we're, we're putting the ingredients in to make Omaha, when Oklahoma is there, like LSU did, like Ole Miss did, and like Mississippi State did. So the SECization, number one, that will naturally hit us in the competitive heartstrings and will – Want to step our game up. Number two, the path going through Norman. The path going through Norman. You can follow from regional to super regional to boom off to Omaha. Or just at least a regional postseason game here, right? I think it's pretty good. I was thinking about number three, but number three is just – number three is kind of a team thing, but it's also on the fans. But I mean that get to know the guys – Sooner, So I guess that falls in line with the path through Norman. In other words, don't make baseball something that you just happen to catch as soon as basketball was over, even though that's a great time to jump on board. But where it's, 
oh, there's a basketball game. We're on the road. I'm going to go to the baseball game. Uh, it's just, it has to be more than just, oh, hey, it's softball's over. What do we got? We got, well, softball's not a good example because by that point you'll be in the World Series. But, oh, uh, baseball's in the postseason. Well, I follow softball all year, so I just now pay attention. I'm just saying we can broaden it getting on board earlier, right? I think all of these kind of are lockstep with each other. And that's tough because you don't want people to be saying, all right, audio is basketball. Like, we got to find that balance for everybody. Well, and you I know, can watch multiple sports. I understand that. I'm talking, but in this case, we're talking about being there. Right in this case, we're talking about the physical body being there to make it crazy, and what leads to it. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. You could still be at a basketball game following baseball, or vice versa. Well, and the athletic department has tried to do things to make that possible. Where, right. You know, buy one ticket, get both. What else would we put on this list? Four zero five six five one three four three nine. Just many quick. This was what, and this is how I was watching it this year. And how I was watching it last year and through a different lens, I've been thinking, how can this get better for the Crimson and Cream the year before that? It's just and, – and with the changes to the game, Josh, I don't even know if you can say, well, baseball takes too long or anything like that. You know, now I think people are starting to realize baseball's fitting into a nice, you know, two-and-a-half-hour, almost three-hour window consistently. Now, college baseball um, – it just implemented these rules this year in the College World Series. All right, it's the last two years. No, this year in the College World Series. And I'm telling you what, just to give you an example, we we do a post-game show that is supposed to start, I like it, 10 p.m., and it started on time every single game. That's never happened before. <laughs> That's never happened before. I mean, we're there until midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., so I don't know if you can look at the game and say, guy, baseball's too long. Because now those rule changes have made a big difference. Absolutely, it's sped things up. It's made it a for, – for folks that don't just absolutely love baseball and right. would never care about the length of a game, and probably, generally speaking, if you're going to the game, you probably don't. But it is more consumable than ever before. Congratulations, though, to LSU. Congratulations to LSU. That was pretty awesome. And congratulations to Florida for pulling an ultimate turnaround day-to-day. I've never seen anything like that. You know, LSU last night, just a quick thought on the game itself. Cade Beloso hit leadoff. Then he was hit by a pitch on, like, the first pitch of the game. <laughs> but do you know how many times Cade Beloso had hit leadoff for LSU this season? I'll answer it. He hadn't. That was the first time all year long that Cade Beloso hit leadoff. He went two for five and helped lead LSU to the win. We got more from last night. Your texts are great so far. Got a Cruton update, a big announcement coming up today. And we're 18, 19 minutes in, and we haven't talked about the big softball news. Maybe a surprise entry into the portal. We'll talk Jocelyn Erickson next on The Ref. Hey, Coach Gasso, let me, let me read a text for you off our Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So you can get an idea of just how hungry for information the ref army is when it comes to softball. Uh, Chuck, 405-651-3439. It's been almost 15 minutes and no discussion of Erickson. Let's go, Chris. (laughs) You guys know, they say let's go, Chris. I know I'm not in trouble. 
if I get a Christopher, then I know I'm in trouble. It's like, mm-hmm. Christopher. I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. That's when you really get my attention if something goes wrong. Christopher. That's how my mom would always yell at me. Yeah, I was surprised. Speaking of Jocelyn Erickson. I thought that I thought that Jocelyn had a great start to her career at Oklahoma. I thought she was destined to be the next big thing, and I'm not saying she won't. That's not my point in saying that at all. My point is she hit a skin, man. It it became a struggle for Jocelyn last year. And in years past you know, usually you, you kind of fight through those struggles and you can work your way back in. It just never it never really seemed like Jocelyn could get back over that hump. And then in the World Series, I think in the, the Big 12 tournament, I, I'll have to look at my stats, she started hitting the ball really hard, right? There were good outs. And I know that diehards would yell say they're still outs, but they were good outs. She was hitting the ball hard, had a couple good at-bats in the championship series. But, like I said, it was it was a family who I thought was and, – and not saying just because you transferred didn't mean you weren't. I guess it kind of does, though. But I'm, I'm mincing. I'm trying to be careful with my words. I'm, I don't want to come across as anything negative. But it's, it's pretty tough when you get into a situation, and, again, you're that far from home. I know her parents loved, loved, loved going to games. Her mom wore this kind of goofy hat. Yeah, I think she had a, a a covered wagons hat, Red Dirt Sports, or some crazy sunglasses, whatever it was. They loved being Oklahoma Sooners. So I was a little bit surprised that she wasn't at the championship celebration. But again, that was – no one seemed to fret about it, right? And who knows? There might have been a family – maybe some of you guys on the Facebook groups already know. I don't know. But there might have been a family wedding. There might have been a, an event that she was committed to where she had to go. Maybe, maybe it was just the one time she could get out and, and wanted to get back home. I, I, not usually anything that would be too shocking. We've had players missing before. But, you know, that, that's something that always kind of puts you on alert. And then to do it, you know, it had to be agonizing, Josh. Because tomorrow is when the transfer portal closes. And to drop that news the day before the portal closes, that leads me to believe that you were very, very much going back and forth on a decision. That's just me. Or maybe maybe something happened. Maybe something changed. I don't know. But, yes, I was surprised to well, see Jossie in the portal. Well, how about this? Go ahead. With the fact that it's so late toward the – portal window closing any chance that this uh turns into a take my name back out of the portal or you think moving on i don't know that's a good question maybe it is a situation where hey all right you want to do that go on in the portal also okay can i can i give you two scenarios by the way uh, i got a christopher on the text line from the 405 no 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 i did not read out chuck's cell number willie mays hayes I was reading our number to check in, 405-651-3439. Now, a couple of times I've been told that I've read my own personal cell phone out on the air accidentally, but no, I did not do that to my man, Chuck. All right, two, here, here's a couple scenarios, Josh. You ready? Mm-hmm. Scenario one, and you tell me which one you want to believe. Uh, 
do I need to give all the disclaimers to this? <laughs> yeah, I guess Okay, so. let, me, let me give all the disclaimers. Number one, these are potential scenarios, not any of them based in or backed by fact. The fact that I, Chris Plank, oh, this is big now because of the whole sham stuff, right? The fact that I, Chris Plank, would be perceived to have insider information because of my role with the OU softball team, I just wanted to go ahead and let you know there is no, and I quote, inside information. These are theories slash possibilities slash scenarios that I want to get Josh's take on. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Number one, the Jordy Ball theory. Homesick, had been home for a while, realized how much she needed her family support there, decided to stay home. Number one, easiest scenario, right? Yeah, I'm all about scenarios today on the show, aren't I? Uh, Stay home. The Jordy, I guess we could say, right? She decided she wanted to be back home. She's going to play ball at Arizona, Arizona State, or somewhere. Number one. Number two, maybe there's someone coming in the portal. Maybe there's someone that's coming in the portal, and for Jocelyn Erickson, maybe it's a a position that she plays. I don't know. And maybe – As in first base? Maybe another catcher? Maybe another catcher? Right. So I – that's scenario number two. All right? I don't have to put the disclaimer between every scenario, right? We're good? No, we're good. Scenario three, she sees what's coming in and realizes – they're going to play. I want to go where I'm going to play. That's every fan's favorite theory, right? She's Yes. <laughs> I heard that she saw these freshmen that were coming in, and uh, she just she realized it was going to be an uphill battle because you start thinking about, you know, at least some of the buzz around an Ella Parker, Josh Helmer. She's going to play. She's going to play. And this is always kind of a slippery slope, but these young, these girls are coming in, and physically, they look like upperclassmen. You, you see Ella Parker, and you're like, is she like a junior? Like Megan Grant. You see Megan Grant at UCLA? Megan's grandpa. All right, I'm sorry. Godfather listens to the show a lot. I want to be somebody's godfather, by the way. Side note. But you see Megan Grant, and when you look at Megan Grant, you're like, there's an athlete, right? Oklahoma's got some players that are coming in this year that are, I mean, what's the women's sports equivalent of a dude, right? I think a dudette takes away from it a little bit. But they've got they've got some players coming in, man. They're ready to play. Physically, they're ready. I mean. College ready. I, I'm I'm looking right now just at some highlights of Ella Parker and you're like, Yeah, okay, get it. That works. That works. So <laughs> okay. play. that that could be scenario number three. Right? But any of these signees, do they play catcher? No. No. First base? You've got a couple utility players in there. But I don't I don't think that that's the most confusing part of all of this. There's three potential scenarios, right? Here's the fourth one. It just it goes back to that Mitch Mustaine thing, right, that I talk about a lot. Why would he do that? He's going to start. Well, he wants to be somewhere else because she's going to play. I mean, even if the studs of studs are rolling into Norman. Yeah, Erickson would, would 
have a spot. At the worst, she's your number two catcher and a DP or a, a rotational right fielder who would start quite a few games. Right. It's it's not as if she's at not the worst. playing. Right. And if she hits, which I have no reason to believe she wouldn't, the way that she did during the first part of her freshman season, they're going to have to find a place for you anyway. Yeah. So that's where it was all. Opportunities were there for her. So that's why I was really surprised by it. Yeah. Well, and based on the landing spot, we'll probably – I mean, that's going to answer more than likely which category for Erickson, uh, why the decision was made. If it's Arizona, Arizona State, there you go. Yeah, I think that, that would resonate quite deeply. Oh, you know what? Let me reach out to Justin or Eric and see if they can come on. You. There's nothing going on. I mean, we're waiting for, what, Xavier Robinson's announcement today. The start of the NBA season or the off season is in, let's see, what, th- four days, something like that. So it's just right around the corner. ESPN hasn't started their countdown clock yet. But I'm, I feel like this would be interesting to kind of get some perspective on what they're hearing is the why and what's out there. Because now, even if you want to go with that youth movement – there's still a couple of holes that Oklahoma would like to fill, I think, roster-wise, from a depth perspective. And, might I remind you, we went through this in 16 and 17 with the lack of depth at the catcher position, and it ended up working out okay. Won two titles. But I think that you would much rather have more than Kinsey Hansen on the roster. Mm-hmm. All right, time to go grab those. Uh, shin guards and face mask Jada Coleman. Let's see what you can do behind the plate. Let's and, go. And she'd probably be great <laughs> at it. She'd be amazing at it. All right. Your uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet texts are next right here on The Ref. You know how many times in the history of this show I've said, we should get so-and-so on to talk about that. You know how many times in the history of this show that ever really pans out? Yeah, we, we're not. It's a low percentage. It's not a high batting or no, average. No, I'm, I'm not kind of struggling there. It does happen, though. Justin McLeod will join us at the top of the hour to talk transfer portal for softball wow, fans. Wow, how about that? Look, it happens every now and then. Every now and then it happens. Yeah, what is uh, what is his story? He, he He's all over it, he, huh? He had just – well, I'll ask him because I – but to paraphrase, I just think he decided when he started extra inning softball – he had Justin's world, right, which is what was the beginning. That was the first true – diehard softball site and I remember there was a there was a website that gave scores we used to have to this and this was 20 2016 2017 2018 uh, yeah not not not, not that long, long ago. ago we used to have to we would keep a score sheet and we would give coach and the coaches Carl Anderson and then Andy and I did it and I liked doing it because it would keep me up to date on like the top 25 and the big 12. But as, as recently as, you know, six, seven years ago, we were having to go dig to find scores. You know, ESPN didn't have a page. D1 softball didn't exist. It was like Justin and Eric Lopez. <laughs> and that was it. And so he just kind of started Justin's world and it blew up. And now I think that's his full-time gig. Well, it's full-time enough to where he said, I've got time at 10 a.m. this morning. And I said, you could not make us sound smarter or more perfectly timed out if you could do that. That's great. Yeah, I just, I'm just curious how he gets all the transfer portal updates. It's incredible, right? I guess you just sit there and live on that. I'll, 
I mean, he's obviously got a login. Or parents like to talk in softball. You can get – there might be a relationship that he developed where someone calls and says, hey, just so you know. But he – I mean, it's like he knows everything. It's the only place I go to get portal information, to be honest with you. So he's coming up here in just a bit. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> Chuck writes, how could you – off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's roll through some of these. How could there be inside info, Plank? You're, are, you're always the last to know. that There is a good callback. There is a good callback. Uh, Robert and Hera writes, because I, I want to make sure that in talking about Jocelyn Erickson leaving, there is that realization that Kinsey Hansen is back at catcher. Right? Sure. Uh, but Robert writes, Kinsey's back at catcher. Sanders is your first baseman. She doesn't want to be a backup. She wants to play every game. Pretty clear to me why she's leaving, especially when you know Coach Gasso is going to add some players from the portal who are proven hitters, most likely from the SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12. Yeah, and I mean, maybe That's it is. That's one of the scenarios that we brought up, right? Maybe it's as simple as that. I, I don't want to have to wait my turn one more year. I get the sense, though, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think we quite have the talent in the portal in 23 as we did in 22. And again, all of this outside of Jordy Ball. Jordy Ball went in the portal and knew where she was going. She was going to Nebraska. So where is where is that other gym that's out there? It's I mean, it's to me it's really a lane of water. I know there was some Bree Ellis, a lot of people like. Now maybe that would have been someone that Oklahoma could have given a deeper look to, knowing the depth issues that they're Kern. they're having right now. Kern's still out there. But there's not a lot of rock stars like you had a Sydney. There's not a Sydney Sanders in this in this class right now. This transfer portal class. And but but again, Robert here, I would disagree on one front. You're going to play a lot behind Kinsey Hansen this year. Nick asked the question. Maybe she doesn't like catching. Maybe that's the case. I mean, Sid Sanders probably going to be the Oklahoma starting first baseman for the next two years. She's going to be the senior leader whenever this team heads into the SEC. So it's probably going to be pretty tough to crack that over at first base. Right field didn't seem like she was ever too juiced about playing right field. So maybe maybe it catch her. She's like, I'm going to go somewhere I can play first. But you, you were going to play. Nugent left for Tennessee. Haley Lee graduated. You know, you went from having four players in that catcher's room to having one right now. Yeah. And you were going to be two, and now you're gone. Just seems odd. Seems odd. Um, V-Dog writes, Erickson option five. She has experience catching Jordy Ball, developed a trust relationship with her, was already considering moving to Nebraska and skipped the celebration, finally decided and will sign with the Huskers. Ooh, that is a fi- – I like that. That's a juicy scenario, V-Dog. Incorrect. Not happening, you say? Incorrect. Yeah, I would say no. So, headed home. I would say headed home. That would be my guess. Do you see the other big news in softball, peeps? Now, I'm still waiting for a return text message on this, DJ. But apparently DJ Gasso's on his way to Fayetteville. Is that right? 
D1 Softball reported this last night that it's expected the DJ is going to take over as the hitting coach for the Arkansas Raider, uh, Razorbacks. Congratulations. Or Raiderbacks. Yeah, exactly. Good a a uh, program seemingly on the rise. And I think, I think it gives him a chance and his wife to be closer to family. I do believe that you know, Fayetteville and Fort Gibson, Muskogee, it's a lot closer. I don't know. You guys can check me on this. Is a lot close and Norman, of course, is a lot closer than say Salt Lake City to Fort Gibson and Norman. But yeah, I, I was really excited to see that. Three consecutive forty-one seasons for Arkansas. Very good. It's a good program. Um, <laughs> this, I, I can't believe that I didn't read that one either. From five eight zero Nate today. Today has those old school air comfort solutions text line vibes. Yep. What does that mean? <laughs> I think I think the just the the anger inducing moments. Now I think we're good. Or the 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 vitriol that will come through towards people. How dare they leave? Nate also writes. I don't need a two concession. Or wait, hold on. I need a two concession stand trip minimum at a baseball game. Don't shorten them any further. And let's see. Well, there was one more here that I wanted to get to on Jocelyn Erickson. I think you're in the clear. Yeah, I think so, too. I feel like it, maybe. Um, Santa John, I, I don't necessarily disagree with your text. Did you read Santa John's text? I did. I don't know if I want to read that on the air, buddy. Yeah, probably not. Coy writes. But I it w- goes back to one of our categories, which is. Just wants to be home. Well, or just, you know, this is. Tough thing to hear or say, but just wasn't happy in Norman, maybe? I I mean, I don't know how you couldn't be happy in Norman or Oklahoma City. It's the greatest place on earth, but, hey, it's, you know, not not everybody's, not everybody enjoys things the same way. I have one dangerous, scorching hot take from this that I – probably need a workshop off the air but I do want to say it there's also a part where with some of this stuff I mean hypothetically theorizing homesickness right Jordy Ball gave it two years two and won two national championships and became one of the best pitchers in softball arrived Be- as you know with the expectation that that would be the case and and was Knew that her heart was always in Nebraska, but she gave it two years. She gave it two years. Sophia Nugent came here and had a quirky personality, a little bit of a different bird, but, I mean, busted her tail. She was a classroom and studying other pitchers, knowing tendencies. She is a, a solid, solid player who loves the game. Fought, scratch, gave it two years. The giving it one year and going, this is across the board, man. And it's your decision. That one's tough. That one's hard. It's like, let's go. I mean, if I would have left, but I'm, yes, I'm comparing myself to a, an 18 year old right now. But if I would have left college after my first sign of disappointment, jeez, you wouldn't be. 
treated to this entertainment right now. I'd probably do, be doing Tradio in Wood River, Illinois. But you know what? You'd be great at Tradio. I'd be great at Tradio, and I would know when Richard and Sal was calling, and I'd by sure, by God, I, I wouldn't have learned a lesson about what it takes to kind of toughen through whatever things aren't necessarily what you want. But unless you're just so get just, off my lawn, I'm an old man. These are my takes. And and if it's just the one year and you're just that convinced that it's just not right for you. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Justin from Extra Inning Softball is going to join us at the top of the hour right here on the ref. Okay, this is good. <laughs> this is good from the 918. We're on the uh we're talking a lot about uh Sooner Softball today. After the Jocelyn Erickson news. And by the way, we started this show. It's been a Diamond Sports kind of an hour. We started the show talking about, hey, what, what what's our checklist of to-dos to get an Omaha atmosphere like that for OU? Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, number one, smart Alex, is get there. But just we're, we're the ones that are going crazy and throwing water around. And I'm not – I don't care about the jello shot thing. But just we're the – we're bringing the juice, Mississippi State style, Ole Miss style, LSU style. So we'll hit some of your texts on that. But the 918 asks, after reading the athletic piece, do we think Jordy has bought into Matt Rule fever? Yeah, that piece dropped. Mitch did a really good job on it. I'm, I'm quoted for the equivalent of a two-second news soundbite. Do you remember whenever Mac Reynolds – I'm sorry, Mac McDonald, pardon me. Yeah. There was something that happened, and he was interviewed on the local news. Guys, 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 we gotta get gotta got to get over here and watch this. Right, and he brings him over to watch it, and he was talking about how great he did. And whenever they show it, all he says is, it was crazy. Yeah. And it was like two – that's my cameo in this article, <laughs> so that's that's where I step in. I have a two-second cameo. So what What was the quote that it, Mitch he, he took from you? Uh, that they're like the Beatles. Because there's a story when we were at Miami of Ohio where I would always be with, if, if Brady was with us in security or if I was riding the bus, I'd be one of the last ones on. And there was a little girl that was waiting outside the bus that was just in tears, flowing, flowing. And 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 it was just – it was really cool what happened. I want to get clearance that I can tell the story of what happened because it was really, really cool what ended up happening. And it's something I'd never seen before, but it proves the greatness of the GOAT. So I, I relayed, hey, I saw a little girls in tears because they couldn't get Jordy Ball's autograph. And then the quote was, they're like the Beatles. So that's what – that's what was taken from yeah. me in that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'll, uh, but I, I like Mitch. I think it's a really good piece. He didn't use all of, or maybe the editors chopped it, but you know there was a, a couple of quotes that he had read me that I thought, I'm like, Ugh, that sounds a little dicey. But then he said in everything that we did, you know, there were two or three calls from Jordy to be sure, hey, listen, I want to make sure you know this isn't anything about Oklahoma. Why don't we just get home. Mitch on the show? Well, this worked with Justin. You want to do Mitch too? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I not necessarily We're one today, for one. <laughs> We're one for one on. Let's get this guy on the show. I, I think it'd be interesting to, you know, obviously the softball angle here with Jordy Ball, but 
what is uh, the buy-in up there? Is Mitch all in on Matt Rule? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Sugar Shane in Newcastle writes, the pressure going into next year will be higher than it was this last year. I don't know that I agree with that. He continues, I think I'm with you. That can be a lot for anyone to handle. Last year, we had the best team of all time, hands down. So I imagine that factors that factor might play a huge role in potentially transferring. Man, I hope not. I would hope you would say, I want to be a part of that. And guess what? Jada Coleman, Tiari Jennings, Kinsey Hansen, all graduating after this year. They're, they're not going into the SEC. I can be a part of being the foundation going forward. That's what I would hope. But as Steelman brought up, there is probably some people that are like, oh, you're just going to go to Oklahoma and win championships. There's, there's always going to be a ton of pressure here now. It's a national championship program. Right. Three-time defending. But as soon as Jordy Ball exited, there's less pressure on next season. That's just the reality. Uh, Justin from Justin's World, an extra inning softball to talk transfer portal next.